0: Red Apple Media Podcast Network presents. This is Protecting America. Now, here's Emmy winning journalist Rita Cosby.
1: And welcome to another edition of Protecting America. I am Rita Cosby school is back in session for most students now with many returning to their classrooms this week without masks and other covid restrictions for the first time in a long time but there is also a huge concern over school safety especially with many school shootings and also rising crime overall across this nation and our guest today has felt the pain of school shootings very deeply. His own beautiful daughter Meadow was murdered at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. And joining us now is Andrew Pollack. He is also now becoming a big, big school safety advocate. He's the chief public safety officer at com, Andrew, so great to have you here on the podcast, such an important topic.
0: Oh, it is, Rita, and I would hate for any parent not to educate themselves in school safety so they could see the things and recognize what's going on in their child's school. Because to tell you the truth, when I hear you introduce my daughter and that she got killed, to this day, my blood boils with anger that she's not here with me. So it's something that never heals and I would hate for another parent to go through it when most of the time it's avoidable.
1: 1,000%. And, you know, my heart breaks. Every time I think of Meadow, I can't even imagine what it is like for you as the father of this beautiful, courageous girl. Can you tell us, Andrew, because you have become such a powerful voice for protecting so many other school kids now, tell us about what happened that day, if you could.
0: Oh, there was just... So many red flags leading up to that day with the shooter. I never mentioned his name. His trials going on now. I really don't pay much attention to it. But that day, there were so many failures that I could tell your audience. One, the first failure that comes to my mind is, if you could believe it, I don't know, a lot of people don't believe this, but an Uber driver, he called Uber the shooter, and Uber picked him up with a rifle bag. Not a duffel bag, a regular Cabela's rifle bag with an AR in it and drove him right to the school and dropped them off. And she didn't have a problem with it. You know, that was number one that went against my daughter and her luck that day. And then he proceeded to walk through an open gate at the school where protocol after Sandy Hook is a single point of entry and no gate should ever be unmanned or left open for people to walk through. So, you know, there's just so many things that parents need to focus and look at. You can't just drop your child off out of school and think they're going to be safe and that it can't happen to you. Because you ask any parent that child was murdered in a school, they all of them will say they thought it couldn't happen. It happened recently in Uvalde, another open door. You know, these things are avoidable, Rita.
1: You know, how did you find out about meadow and tell us about what you learned about that day
0: well this day and age if your child doesn't answer the phone you know there's something happened you know and it was that day was valentine's day you know and you never have holidays anymore once this happens to you in your life christmas hanukkah any new year's birthdays everything's gone because all you really do is think about the sadness of not having your child with you and how you wish you know It could have been you that day rather than her. So I found out. I knew by the end of the night, once we didn't hear from her, you know, my wife's an ER physician. We went driving to hospitals and looking for her, and we couldn't locate her. We thought maybe someone had said, you know, that she was in an ambulance, and we went to the hospital. My wife actually went into to search, you know. We went, and she looked into these surgery, into the rooms, and we couldn't find my daughter, and then once we couldn't find her, I knew that it, it was the inevitable that the detectives were going to eventually come to my house and tell me that she was murdered. So, And it's just a horrific thing that, you know, the parents want to know what's the quickest fix to having your child safe in a perfect world is you have enough money to send your child to a private school. That's the quickest fix. You don't hear about shootings in private schools and there's reasons for that
1: why is that tell us what are some of the safety things that some schools are doing right well some schools
0: you know read my book you know if a parent really wants to have a manual it's like a handbook to school safety i wrote a book about broward county and what the policies in broward county that are across the whole nation browards in florida Everyone really hears about Broward all the time. It's usually a corruption hotspot with election issues. It's always Broward County when it comes to Florida. But I wrote a book, and there's, there were policies in place in Broward that allowed students to get away with committing multiple crimes every school year without ever getting reported to law enforcement. That was one of the policies. Another policy is in public schools, the public schools are forced to take kids And they're not even, you know, they label them special needs, but it's called oppositional defiant disorder. It's actually a form of, it's a mental illness. They're just evil kids, and they're labeled special needs. And then they give them more rights in these public schools than any other child that's goes. Most parents think of special needs. They think of a child who just has a learning disability, but they group these kids in like they did with my daughter, the one who killed my daughter, They group them in special needs, and they give these children more rights. The private schools aren't forced to take these kids that are problems. They don't take them. So you don't ever hear about a shooting in a private school. The private schools, a lot of them take security a lot more serious. I work with some private schools on who they hire, the training. So that's the first fix. The second, you know, would be homeschool. And then third, if you have to send your child to a public school, you have to get involved locally. You see these groups now, they're doing a fabulous job. It's called Moms for Liberty. I'll be speaking in Florida this weekend at a Moms for Liberty event. They're getting involved locally. And in Florida this year, on a good note, we flipped like five school boards, five school districts, to people that are going to take you know conservative values serious, security serious. And they flipped in Florida, which is great. And so parents, you need to get involved locally. It's more important your local level than who's living in the White House if you have children in the school district.
1: What are the advice that you also have for kids too? Because children, what can they do? What should parents teach them at an early age? Well, to trust your parents when there's a problem. You know,
0: at my daughter's school, they had to frisk the shooter before he went to school. In the mornings, and they never notified any of the parents, if you could imagine that. His nickname was Crazy Boy, and they frisked him, but no one knew this. Everyone in the school knows who these problem kids are, and they need to speak up. Talk to authorities at the school. You could trust there's police officers there. You could talk to them. You could talk to your parents. In Florida, they did a great now. They have a see something, say something app where they could report. Problems from anywhere, from outside the school to in the school. It's just an app that every child, Safe for Schools app, every child in the state can have access to it and report problems if they see it.
1: Why don't they have that across the country, Andrew? And are you obviously pushing very much for national standards? Because that seems like such a common sense, approachable item.
0: Sure. You know what the problem is when it comes to school safety, Rita, is a lot of people on the left... As soon as there's any type of shooting, all they want to do is focus on the weapon that the shooter used. And when you do something like that, it really distracts from really finding out what really happened that led up to the shooting and where the failures were. You know, when you just focus on one thing, it's easy to just point the finger at the gun when there is a shooting. But how about look at the underlying issues that led up to it so you could actually make changes in society? You know, how many threats do these people make that they don't get arrested? You know, it's a crime when you threaten to shoot a school or when you threaten to shoot people and they don't get arrested. It's a big problem. My daughter's murderer in Florida, the police were at his house 45 times. He was never arrested. He punched his mother's teeth out. He threatened to rape a student, kill a student, shoot up the school, trespass at the school, never was arrested. Okay. And when you look at a lot of these shootings that go on in the country, a lot of these kids, or even not even kids, older young men, they've had issues going back. You know, they have records. But if you don't enforce the laws that are in place that prevent people, violent, mentally ill people, from buying guns, no laws work. You know, the laws are in place to protect us. But when these individuals don't get arrested and have a background, Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at BeatTheStigma.org.
1: Why are we not doing more? I mean, I agree with you. It is stunning, Andrew Pollack, after all the different shootings, the Parkland one, of course, with your beautiful daughter, and you think of all the other recent ones, that they haven't said, we need a comprehensive approach. And just like you said, look at the track record. There are so many warning flags. Do you just scream every time you see this?
0: You know... What's crazy, it's not crazy, it's just what really is bothering is a lot of these mentally ill people could gain access to firearms and they're sick, evil individuals. You know, there's a fine line between mentally ill and evil. So, what happens is say someone makes a threat, okay, or someone's acting erratically and they have issues, okay, the police come, and I know this because my wife's an ER doctor and she's worked at many hospitals. What happens is there's not a lot of mental institutions anymore. So the police, God bless them, use the hospitals as dumping grounds. They'll take this mentally ill, evil person. They take them to the hospital for an evaluation where they brought in. And then they don't go through the due process of getting that put on their records. So they would have to go to see a psychiatrist and then get put in front of a judge where it would get put on their background where they wouldn't be able to purchase a firearm that's what's failing in this country we're not getting the records on these people that are mentally ill or just dangerous they leave the hospital within like less than 72 hours sometimes 24 hours they're back on the street where they're able with no record be able to commit more crime or god forbid commit another shooting and there's so many people like that going through the system and it doesn't go on their background and if you look at a lot of these shooters All of them, a lot of them, I'm not going to say all of them, made threats before. They went to the hospital for an evaluation. And never, ever does it get put on their background to prevent them from purchasing a firearm.
1: What did you think when you saw what happened in Uvalde?
0: It was sick because May 18th, I know all these things because my daughter was burning. May 18th, there was a shooting in Texas in Santa Fe. Ten people were killed. I went out there, actually, to meet with some parents. I still keep in touch with them. That shooting, Texas didn't learn anything from it. You know, Florida has a police officer. I got a bill passed after my daughter was murdered in Florida when Rick Scott was the governor. Every 500 students in Florida, there has to be one police officer in the school. And it's the law for single point of entry. Every door needs to be shut. And... You know, Uvalde, they had a shooting. They had doors open. A teacher propped the door open. You know, it's just horrible, you know, that they were able to get in through that door, and then the shooter got into another classroom door. In Florida, when the class is on, going, you know, in progress, the doors are locked in Florida. And it boils down to the parents. You can't put the blame on school districts when you're a parent. It's your responsibility to know these things. to check on them. you got to go to the school. After you drop your child off, go back to the school and see if it's easy to get into the school. See if there's a police officer. You know, there's lots of things. See if they have a code red plan in place if there is an active shooter. If the school district, Florida, Governor DeSantis just removed four of the school board members from when my daughter got murdered from the grand jury investigation. Governor DeSantis put a grand jury investigation into the Broward School District and found out that four of them were guilty of not following through on different processes on school safety, mismanagement of funds, millions of dollars. And all this was going on in Broward County. Four of them were removed. So parents, and I didn't know any of this stuff, so that group, really, it's, you have to get involved locally if your child's out of public school. And they're making differences throughout the country. Like I said, one of those groups is Moms for Liberty. And I'll be speaking at an event this weekend in Florida.
1: You know, I was looking at some of these sobering statistics, too. The most common age of a shooter for a school there is 17, followed by 16 and 15. Why is that, do you know?
0: You know, there's just so many things, so many factors that there's more population has grown. So there's more mentally sick people on the streets. There's more kids in the school. These leniency policies, you know, you read about teachers getting beat up. They're not getting reported to law enforcement. You know, there's so many different things and society in general has been going down the wrong path. You know, everywhere, you know, you see the crime, the the police officers, uh, amount of police officers getting shot and killed. So it's on the parents. They really got to get involved. And, you know, if you can't, if the public school is terrible, if you can't move, you can't homeschool, you know, it's just so many different factors. There's not a one fix all when it comes to security. It's a layer of things that happen.
1: You know, you are now Chief Public Safety Officer at com, and I wanna have you talk about this idea, I think it's so powerful, Andrew, is something to put in a child's backpack, some of the things that kids can go to school with to protect them, talk about that.
0: Sure, anyone that's listening should go to my website, b y r n a B-Y-R-N-A.com. I lay out everything on school safety, what parents need to look for. I have an eight point plan, and different things what they could be looking for and comparing at their child's school we came out with burner is a great company we have less or non-lethal firearms and these backpack ballistic pads it weighs less than a pound you could put it in your child's backpack you could put it in your own computer bag and it'll stop most handguns you know i feel crazy even discussing things like this but i look for ways for parents to just have some peace, you know, when you send your child out, you know, to college or to school. It's just different things that you could do to better the odds for your child. And one is go on that burner.com you could see all the other things we offer we have these launchers that could protect you or they fire a tear gas pellet, a pepper ball pellet, and then we have you read about that woman in Memphis that got taken and killed it was horrible. We sell a bad guy repellent online, which is great. Most likely would have saved this woman's life in Memphis if she was carrying something like that. And these are things I just, you know, we have to address our safety. You know, by the time you call the police, most of the time, it's already too late on a response time. Look, in Uvalde, they didn't even go in. They let those kids die. Just like at my daughter's school, when that police officer hid behind a wall for 40 minutes. That's another guy that I hold an accountable. Not many people know he was brought up on felony child endangerment charges and his trial will be in February, Deputy Peterson.
1: Well, I remember that case very, very well. And let's help that justice is served in all of these cases surrounding, of course, the shooting at Parkland and all these other ones across the country. It has to stop. I get so emotional. I can't even imagine, Andrew, how you feel all the time. You see all these headlines. But I just have such incredible respect for you And it is so important what you are doing to now help so many parents and students around the country to make sure that this hopefully never happens again. And we're so honored to have you here on the podcast, and we're just so sorry for your incredible loss of your beautiful daughter. But we thank you for all you are doing to keep America safe, Andrew. Thank you for being here.
0: Oh, thanks so much for having me, Rita.
1: And everybody, I'll be back soon with another great edition of Protecting America. And of course, you can catch me every weeknight, 10 p.m. to midnight, on the legendary WABC Radio. This is Rita Cosby, and thanks for all you do to protect America.